watching time go by. Last night was awesome because we had the opportunity to reach people that we'd never normally get that opportunity to reach, and, and, uh, and we watched them uh, respond and get saved. Salvations last night, and it's just really awesome. And, uh, uh, you know, there's so much, so, so, so much that, that happens uh, around here that a lot of times I don't think that we're really aware of it, but then the, all the people that participate in that and make that happen, and, and I want to make sure that you know that you are uh, invited to participate with what's happening at the garden. Okay. As a matter of fact, we don't want you to just come sit and watch it. Um, that's, that's, not, that's not our desire. If that's what you're going to do, cool, just make sure you tithe. And um, <laughs> told you, I might say stuff that rubbed you the wrong way. Just turn around. Um, but, uh, uh, you, you know, I'm just going to take just a second uh, because, and this might be, this might be hard because I don't know where they're serving right now, but uh, it, I, honestly, that doesn't matter. Because, okay, and, and if, if you're like on a camera or in the back room mixing or something, uh, so I want you to stop what you're doing and come here for a minute. But I want Alex and Sandy Salisbury to come to the platform for a second. People are running. I, I, think, I think we will uh, we'll survive for a few seconds. She's on her way to see Jarrell. Oh, is she? she she's, she's out ministering right now. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I just noticed over the past few months that every time I show up at something, so do they. And, and they don't just show up, but they go to work. And if it wasn't for that, that, you have no idea how much stuff happens here that wouldn't happen if they weren't so faithful in their, uh, in, in their service to, to God and to the house. And, uh, and, and I just want to honor them today. You know, what we ought to do is like pay off their house or something. We're not gonna, but that's what we ought to do uh, because we want you to use your faith. But anyways, um, but we're going to find a way. We're going to bless them. But would you do me a favor today and would you just honor these guys? And, and but before you clap, before you clap, because that's, that's easy. I think, I think you guys ought to help them. I think you ought to find out, I think you can go to him or, or, or his lovely wife, who is not here, so you're going to have to wait. But uh, I think you could go to them and say, hey, man, how, how, what would really bless you? And they'd probably say, help. Right. And there's probably other people all throughout the building that are wishing that they were up here right now because they, they need help. All, all over the place, we, you know, there's so much opportunity. But, uh, so we're going to clap, but don't just clap. I mean, be a doer of the word. Amen? Amen. But, but we do. We want to honor you guys. We love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Would you give them a hand? Go team. So awesome. All right. Open up your Bible. Go to Acts chapter 26, verse 2. We'll have it on the screen. We're in a series. I don't know if you've picked up on it yet or not, but it's, I think myself happy. Look at somebody say, I think myself happy. Over the next few weeks, we're going we're gonna to help you. We're going to give you information and insight and revelation so that you can think yourself happy. You can think yourself healthy. You can think yourself wealthy. You can think yourself blessed. You, can, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs that as a man thinketh, so is he. And I know that what we'd like to do is, is project a lot of our stuff onto something else or someone else. But the reality is, is that uh, the, you know, the life that we experience is the product of the way we think. 
And if we can change the way we think, it'll literally change the way we feel. If you want to feel better about your spouse, you just start thinking better. Well, when they start acting different, no, you start thinking different. And you'll start feeling different. And when you start feeling different, you'll start making different choices. You make different choices, and you're going to perform different actions. And you do that long enough, you're going to have different habits. You get different habits, you're going to have a different character. You get a different character, and you're going to have a different end result. And I know what we do is we look at the end result we're getting, and then we blame it on the devil. But I'm telling you, the devil's been defeated. Now, I'm, I'm coming into your stuff today. Okay? We're not going to blame the devil for your nasty attitude. Okay? No, I think myself happy. And in Acts 27, 25, I love this verse because it says, be of good cheer. Or cheer up, everybody. I believe God. And it's going to be exactly like he said. Cheer up. Cheer up. I think this is one, that, one of the verses that you need to memorize and you just need to cheer up. I believe God. It's going to be exactly like he said. And you need to get up in the morning, walk into the bathroom, look in the mirror and say, cheer up. Come on, somebody, cheer up. I believe God. How many people believe God here today? Man, I believe God is going to be exactly like he said. And I'm going to think myself happy. I can't allow external circumstances to dictate internal conditions. I got, I got to take control, take ownership, and understand that, well, it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't, that's all flesh stuff. We walk by faith, not by so it doesn't make any difference what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. No, I'm going to get into agreement with what God said, and I'm going to walk by faith. See, the carnal man is controlled by the senses, but the spirit man is controlled, well, by the spirit and by the word of God. And so if I'm going to be led by the spirit, then I'm, then I'm going to cheer up. I'm gonna, I said, I'm going to cheer up. Look at somebody say, he is preaching to you. When you get born again... When you get born again, it's your spirit that is revived. Now, you're a three-part being, right? you got a body, a soul, a spirit. As a matter of fact, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life's gone. New life has begun. How many of you know you don't get a new body? I mean, that's going to be later, Right? But, and, and, and your soul, you know, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices, that's not new. What's new? Well, your spirit. Your spirit, man, comes alive. And, and it's, it's your spirit. And, and check this out. 1 Corinthians 2, starting at verse 9. This is what the Scripture says. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man, nor, or, or no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us deep secrets. His Spirit's going to show you some stuff. Look at this next one. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own Spirit, and no one knows God's thoughts except God's own Spirit. And we have received God's Spirit. Somebody say, Amen. And, and so we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. It's past tense. We already got it. Said we already got it. You ever seen a dog chase its own tail? That, that's, that's, that's almost like a living demonstration of the average Christian's existence. You're chasing something that's already attached. And when you get it, it was already there. Okay, look, look, look at the next one. And when we tell you these things, we don't use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. But people uh, who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit 
So you got to get out of that natural realm, and you got to start being led by the Spirit. And, and it all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. But those who are spiritual can evaluate everything. They themselves cannot be evaluated by others. But who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach Him? But we understand these things. For we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Okay. Um, Well, where's it at? Because I still think stupid. Well, you got to break that addiction to the carnal. And you got to start leaning into and pressing into the spirit. You got to be led by the spirit. Look at 1 John 2.20. You have an anointing from the Holy One. You have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. Do you know the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you knows everything? Well, I don't know what to do. Well, then pray in the Spirit. Well, I don't know where we're supposed to go, or I don't know if this is God's will, or I don't know. Well, then get in the Spirit. Come on, that's what it's for. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church. You know, in James... uh, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man. Well, that's not necessarily talking about somebody who said, well, I'll be there, and then they weren't. That's that's not as much double-mindedness as it is just lack of integrity. A double-minded man is a man who's speaking spiritual truth but making carnal decisions. His carnal man, his carnal mind rules his life, but the spiritual mind is what he uses on the weekend. Well, now you're double-minded, and, and, and stability is lacking in your life. James said, hey, you got, you got to do the Word. You can't just listen to it. You got, you, you, got to, you, got to, you got to receive it into your life, and you got to apply it. And, and, and we just read that the only way to understand it is to get into the Spirit. Hello, somebody. Uh, you know, in James, when he said, uh, uh, receive with meekness the engrafted Word of God, which has the ability to save your soul, that salvation isn't the salvation that we experience when uh, we receive Jesus as Lord of our life and, and, and uh, receive, you know, Zoe, God life. This is, this is the salvation of your soul. This is taking God's Word and changing the way you think and changing the way you feel and changing the choices you make. And it's, get, it's bringing your carnal mind into agreement with the mind of the Spirit. And, and, and let me just tell you something, that ain't going to happen on its own. You have to go to work, and you have to renew your mind. Come on, somebody. You got to go to work, and, you, and you, you, need, you need to just stop yourself, you know, in the middle of a decision-making process and go, whoa, wait a minute, I need to pray for a second. Because there's a real good possibility that if I don't really, if I don't consider God's ways here, you know, if I don't seek God's direction here, there's the real possibility that I'll, that I'll just do what I feel like doing. And I need to be led by the Spirit. I need to manage my soul. I need to manage my soul. I, I need to think myself 
happy. I need to cheer up. I believe God is going to be like he said and quit acting as if God wasn't exactly sure what he was talking about. I need to believe God. Somebody say amen. amen. So you got to ask this question. Who's responsible for your soul? Well, you are. You are. I can tell by that warm response. Well, no, uh, my soul is in the hands of God. Life's probably going to suck for you. Because you've got you to take responsibility for your soul. Hello, somebody. Is that you, you have got to take responsibility for your soul. Look what David said in Psalms 42, 11. He, look, look at this. He said, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will, see, it's, it's all about your will. I will praise him again. He's my Savior. He's my God. Why, why, oh soul, are you cast down? You know, there's, there's moments in life, and everybody has these dips, right? Everybody has these, these, these collisions with, with tragedy or with disappointment or with betrayal. But, but you know, why, why soul? Why are you going down? What, I put my hope in God. I will praise him. And you got to just, man, I'm telling you, there's days that you just got to go ahead and make a decision. I'm praising God. I'm going to live a life that elevates God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to refuse to talk about this stuff. And, and I, I might talk to it, but I ain't going to talk about it. Why? Because, man, I, I have to take responsibility for my soul. See, uh, your soul's going to act up. Well, you, you got to reel it in so that you can be led by the Spirit. And, and we, we tend to project all that negativity onto others. Can, can I just tell you that when, I, when my soul starts acting up, I just blame Shelby. <laughs> yep, she did it again. Yeah, or one of the boys. And if I'm with them and I don't want to argue, I just blame one of you. What's weird is they always agree. But I need to take responsibility for my soul. You, you cannot put your emotional health in the hands of somebody else. Okay, if you do that, you are going to be in deep, deep yogurt. And you have, to, you have to understand that there's a lot of stuff you can delegate, but you can't delegate this. You have, you have to take responsibility for your soul. Why are you so down? Why are you unhappy? I believe God. I believe God. Well, I don't have enough money. Well, wait a minute. God supplies all my needs. Well, people aren't doing what they should do. Well, God, my hope isn't in people. My hope is in you. Hello, somebody. See, you can't let... Here's the thing, is life, and, and, and we don't understand it, but life is growing. See, God's plan is to prosper you. And so if his plan has been activated, then there's increase coming all around you. But you're responsible for the increase in you. Hello. See, and what happens is when external stuff outgrows the internal, you're on a collision course with a disaster. Because life will outgrow you, but your soul has stayed small. 
And now your soul can't handle the greatness and the opportunity and the influence and the impact that God has brought your way. Well, why, why is this stuff so overwhelming? Because you haven't developed your inner man. Your inner man's weak, man. You, you, your spirit, I, I would, again, I'm probably say stuff that rubs you the wrong way, but most people have had their inner man on a spiritual fast. They don't, they don't make that, they don't make their flesh fast because, oh my God, I might get dizzy. Well, your spirit is like laying on the floor, can't walk because it's so dizzy. Oh, me or amen. Right? It's like, hey, whoa, hold on. Look at Psalm 63, 1. Oh God, you are my God, and I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there's no water. Hey, I'm in, I, I go into spots where it's dry and intense, but God, my passion isn't in what's in the land. My passion is towards you. God, you are my God, my strength, my hope, my redeemer, my healer. You, you, you are the one I, I'm in search for. And, and, and you know, what you got to do is, is you have to have a plan to manage your soul. How many of you, and please don't be embarrassed, we, but, but, but just respond, please. How many of you have a gym membership? Look at all these healthy people. Now, if you, if you run to the gym every, every week, like, I, I know some people who have a gym membership, and, and uh, uh, they don't actually go. They just bought the membership. But if you go to the gym... And you just walk in and just do some stuff. Well, no, people that are really serious about developing their body, they have a plan. Right? And Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm doing upper body. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm doing lower body. And if you're Keith, every fifth Sunday, you do a little cardio. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and, and, you, and you have a plan. And, and you work the plan and, and you begin to develop, Right? But even, even the uh, seasoned gym enthusiast, if, if he stops developing that plan, he can plateau. Now, now, if you went to the gym one day a week, and that day you worked out hard, and you ate healthy, I mean clean, you know, you're, you're eating... What's that stuff we like? Pharaoh. No, not corn dogs. That's Tuesday. Okay. But, but, if, but, if, but if, if on Monday you go to the gym and you eat clean that whole day, but then from Tuesday through Sunday, Katie barred the door. You know, you, your membership is at Krispy Kreme. And you are committed. Well, well that, that one day a week at the gym, that's a waste of your time. Okay, average Christian. We see you in here on Sunday. And this is actually your spiritual workout. And you, you, you're, you're not training yourself the rest of the week. No. You at your Krispy Kreme membership. Anything sweet? Anything makes you feel good? Fulfilling the appetites of a carnal desire. And you know, a lot of Christians, 
because they've been uh, delivered from drugs and alcohol, then what they do is they pursue, no, no, I'm going to say stuff that rubs you the wrong way, but they'll pursue stuff that they can call spiritual. And I want to dance, and I, I, I want to jump up and down, and I, I want some Holy Ghost goosebumps. And, I, and if I can't feel it, if I can't see it, if I can't sense it, then, then God wasn't there. That's carnality. Still with me? Just turn around. I know I'm buzzing you up. <laughs> well, who's responsible for this? You are. Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, he is talking to you. See, your devotion... Your devotion has to exceed the speed of change that's taking place in your life. Life is not going to slow down for you. Okay, because you just don't do that. Man, we're on, we're, we're, your business life, man, you got to outgrow the growth of your business. You know, your home life, you better outgrow the growth that's taking place in your house. You, you, you got to get strong on the inside. Hello, somebody. You got to ask yourself, where is your devotion? I, I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16. And, uh, and it says that, you know what? We never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small. Man, you got to be careful because some of you guys are going, man, my troubles are huge. No, it's your inner man that's not grown. See, our, our, our present trouble is small. I don't care who you are and what you're dealing with. The, the God in you is bigger than the problem you're, you're wrestling with. And, and, and God, God isn't equipping you for where you are. He's preparing you for where you're going. And if you get to where you're going and you're not prepared, it's because you didn't hit the gym like you were supposed to. You, 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 you stayed small. And, and, and they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So, so we don't look at the troubles we can see Oh, we don't? That's all most of us talk about. Have you been on Facebook? I mean, most of the stuff we ever talk about is the trouble we see. But we gaze, we fix our gaze on that which can't be seen for the things which we see now. They're soon gone. But the things which we can't see, they're going to last forever. Somebody give God a praise right there. Let me just throw this out there to you, too. You're going you're gonna, to you're take responsibility for your, for, for your soul. Here's something you need to stop doing. You can't add gloom to the doom, okay? And, and, and what you, well, you know, in, in the book of Zechariah, he says, uh, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit, says the Lord. And then he goes on and he says, who are you, old mountain? You're going to be made a, made a plain. And, and what it is is that God is going to cause the mountains before you to come down. Okay, and they're coming down, but you can't, you can't be focused on that mountain. You got to fix your gaze on, on, on something bigger than that, and that's, that's God, right? And a lot of times, see, what we want to be, we want to be known as, as, a, as a mountain mover, but you're really known as a mountain maker. You take little things and make them big things, but you miss the main things. 
and you spend years of your life struggling with things that actually aren't things that were meant for you to struggle with. See, not only is it carnal, but there's a, there's a demonic influence there. See, because the enemy is keeping you distracted from the thing that God's called you to. And, and you end up, well, you're the cat that's fuzzed up. And you're upset when others aren't upset about the things that are upsetting you. And you get mad. You know, you have no idea how many people get mad at me because I won't get mad with them about the stuff that they're mad about. I don't have enough energy to be mad at everything y'all are mad about. Okay, see, there's just something, there's just something, there's just something else that, that, that I have to stay focused on. See, dude, I'm jacked up today because, you, you know what, uh, hopefully, they, you know, nobody would mind me saying this, but, uh, you know, when, when, when you have the opportunity to lead guys that are in a one-percenter motorcycle club and they're raising their hand and responding to Jesus, that's what I'm focused on. I mean, you, you know, you walk out of here today and look across the hall and you see the people that have been baptized just this year and, and you realize that God is saving people. God is changing lives. God is on the move. God is doing great things. But yet there's somebody, there, there's people in the room right now that are considering, oh my God, I don't know if I like it here. <laughs> Pastor Tom, he don't even care. I can't care about all that stuff. I can't. Man, I've tried, and let me tell you what it does. It wears me out. It, it, it forces me to walk in a forgiveness level that's bigger than I am. So what I have to do is just, you know, I have to manage my soul. And I, I, I want to be a mountain mover, not a mountain maker. Hello, somebody? And so one more thing, and I want you to get this one, is that if you're going to manage your soul... You have to learn to manage the tension of life. I don't like pressure. Have you ever ran around a car with a flat tire? You kind of needed that pressure, didn't you? What is wrong? Nothing. No, no, man, there's something wrong. You know, or, or you're going to give praise to God. And you, so, you, you know, you grab your harp. You guitar, and there's no tension on the strings, and you just pfft, pfft, this is the day. It's quite a different thing when you manage the tension. Well, it, I'll talk to everybody, but if you're a millennial, really listen in now. Because millennials keep talking about balance. I need to find the balance in my life. I need balance. Because, you know, uh, I started serving God, got excited about God, then we come to church. By the way, the garden's a place where the lost can get saved and the saved can serve. Now I've been serving, and I, oh, man, I just served, but I just, I, you know, I, I'm wore down, and it, it, it's like time crunches. And where do we find the balance? Well, balance is simply the management of tension. Okay, balance is, you, you, you don't see, anytime somebody says, I need balance, what they're thinking about is stepping away from what God's led them into. And you got to be real careful that you don't separate yourself from what God's connected you to. Yeah. 
right? Because balance, balance, well, are you saying balance isn't good? No, I'm saying your inner man is small. And if you grow your inner man, you're not going to have a problem with balance. I kind of want somebody to come up here and help me. Uh, And so uh, I pick Nate. Where's Nate? Everybody, if he goes right here, can you see him? Yeah. Okay. See this tape? Mm-hmm. Keep your hands inside the tape. Okay. Keep your hands inside the tape, okay? And, and we're going to just, okay, pick it up and balance those now. Balance. Now, now stand there. I mean, is that too much for you? You okay? Yep. You look pretty healthy. <laughs> and you know the reason I picked him? Because the dude glows. <laughs> he's just glowing. And, and if he starts getting weak, you know what he's going to do? He's just going to look right over there. <laughs> see? And, and, and then, he, then he gets a bigger grin. He's like, oh, baby. How long? How, how long? Uh, 40 huh? 40 days. 40 days. <laughs> no, I meant how long can you hold this? Uh, um, 40 days. Okay. You ready? I'm going to take one off. Okay, because we want balance. And so we think what we need to do is separate ourselves from what's in our life. Okay, you ready? Don't let that one go. Did that get easier or harder? I'm sorry? A little harder. A little harder. Yeah, well, just hang on there. <laughs> 40 days. See, and if, if, if I can get rid of something and find balance, no, you'll put yourself in a worse spot. See, you, see, the carnal mind thinks that what I need to do is step out of what God called me into. You ready? You sure? Did that get easier? Isn't that weird? I mean, y'all should run up here and try this later. It's amazing because, you know, you can set it down. I won't make you go 40 days. Just plop it down. There you go. Give him a hand. See, if you do, and here's what I want you to see, is that if you don't manage your soul, you will disconnect from the wrong things. What you need to do is develop this inner man. What you need to do is, God, what are you saying? God, where are you, where are you leading? Where are you taking me? God, because I want more in life. See, we're all asking God for more, but we, then we're, we're letting go of what he brought us. We're, we're going to give up what he gave us. We're, we're not, we're, we're not going to continue until we become who he's called us to be. See, you can't quit. That's, that's why we never give up. That's why we never, yeah, that's good. That's why we never cave in. That's why we never, you know, why? Because greater is he who is in me. You have, you have what you need to demonstrate Satan's defeat, guys. You, you have it. And, and, and I promise you that, that as many of you as, you know, you know all them hands that raise, I have pain in my body. I promise you that there are a bunch of them people, man, that pain's gone. Why? Because the greater one is on the inside of you. And this is what we're praying is that the eyes of your imagination will be flooded with his light. You begin to see, oh man, if I can just grow my inner man, if I can just get strong on the inside, then nothing on the outside is going to make that big of a difference. No weapon formed against me will be able to prosper. 
man, I'll begin to experience the promises of God instead of looking at God like he might have lied to me. No, he didn't lie to you. He just needed you to develop your soul, right? Just, just develop your soul. Look at somebody who says, it's time to grow up. Amen. I think we ought to give God a big shout and one more big prayer. I want to pray for you. I want you, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Father, we just thank you today that you have already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. God, God, you have given us everything that we need for life and godliness. Lord, help us break our addiction to carnality. God, we don't want to be driven by, by the senses of what we see and what we hear, what we feel, what we touch, what we taste. We, we don't want that. Lord, it's not like we want to be delivered from senses, but we don't want to be directed and controlled by it. We don't want to take things of the Spirit and turn them into carnality. God, we want to be led by the Spirit. God, we just we surrender to you today and, and ask you, Lord, to enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Let us see, God. Let us see things we've never seen before. All heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We're going to do one more prayer. And, and, and I want to invite you today to allow God entrance into your life. It, it, man, I'm telling you, uh, maybe, maybe you've prayed the sinner's prayer before, or maybe you don't even know what it is. Here's the deal. is If you're ready to experience the goodness of God. See, Romans 2, 4 says that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Man, if you knew how good God was, you would pursue him with everything you have. And, and, and if you would allow God to begin to introduce you to his goodness. If you just begin to, to, to let him uh, uh, enlighten you, if you just begin to tap into to, to the wisdom that he offers, if you could just begin to go after him with everything you got, like, like, oh my God, I'm coming after you, Lord. You are my strength. Man, you would become so grateful. So we're all going to pray a prayer. And if you're here today and you know that, man, this is the time. This is, I need to get my life right. I need to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to invite you to, to, to make this prayer that we're all going to pray it. I'm going to invite you to make it your prayer. I'm not going to call you out or have you stand, but if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, uh, uh, I'm ready for Jesus to come into my life. I want God to show me his goodness. I, I, I'm ready to begin a, a journey that, that's, that's fresher and hotter and more filled with pursuit than I've ever had before. I'm making this my prayer. I just want to agree with you in prayer. While no one's looking around, just hold your hand up really high. Say, that's me. Thank you. 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 That's awesome. You can put them down. So cool. I want everybody in the place, just pray this with me. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me today. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, celebrate.